Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to you and welcome to Key Powerments. I'm Dr. K and these are key moments to empower your life with Christ. Let's see those keys in those hearts. Those keys are because God desires to give us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever we bind in earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose in earth will be loose in heaven. Those hearts are because we are experiencing the unconditional love of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and there is nothing that anyone can do about it. I am so grateful to be here. We are wrapping up the end of the year. It is quickly approaching and God is up to something great. Let me just say like that, right? And so good morning to my husband. I know that he is listening from wherever he is. Good morning to my key team. Thank you so much for all that you do. And to everyone that's listening here by way of social media, Facebook, and YouTube land, I am so grateful for you. I am absolutely unexpected. This, this here, what God has given me today to speak to you guys is absolutely, um, mm, it's life changing. And so because of this, I want us to um, begin to listen with our Holy Ghost ear. Our international family is chiming in this morning and I want to say thank you for joining us on this morning. Good morning, Liz. She says, thanks for coming on this morning and I love you. I love you too, Liz from Trinidad. Good morning to you, my dear. Priscilla Spann is listening this morning. I see uh, Robin Flory coming in and if you're new here to Key Powerments, I want to say welcome to Key Powerments. Um, these live audio broadcasts are going to change your absolute life because um, the teachings are done with simplicity and I thank God for what he has done and what he is doing in the lives of his people. Good morning, Chania and Sherry Cuffey is chiming in this morning. Um, we are tagging, sharing, inviting your friends and we're saying the name Jesus all up and down the timeline for it is at his name that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord as we go into a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on this wonderful morning. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise, for it certainly belongs to you. None of it belongs to us. And because of this, we say thank you. And we now, Father, enter into the realm of key powerments that you have allowed us to walk into. For the steps of a good man have been ordered by the Lord. And because of this, we thank you for ordering our steps. And we believe that you have ordered us here today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. So... Um, I want to talk to you this morning about voices because there's something that I want to do tomorrow night. And if you are if you are going to um, participate in this on tomorrow evening, I don't know, probably like about eight o'clock, about eight o'clock, about eight p.m. Um, I want you to let me know that you're that you're going to be here with us on tomorrow evening about eight o'clock by saying I'm here probably about eight or nine um around that time eight or nine I'm not quite sure exactly which hour the Holy Spirit of God is going to release me in but it's going to happen on tomorrow because I feel led in my spirit to do this um tomorrow evening I'm going to be doing a pop-up live between the hours of eight and nine and um, set your notifications because we're going to be um, dissecting and we're going to go just a little bit deeper into what we've been discussing um, regarding voices, hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit of God. We did, I think on Friday, talked about the conscious man and the consciousness and, 
you know, the, the, the me uh, hearing the voice of the Lord. We're going to go a little bit deeper on tomorrow evening because tonight I have service. But tomorrow evening, we're going to go a little bit deeper when it comes down to identifying the voice of the Lord. I mean, literally. And then we're going to give you some um, exercises to help you um, to better understand the voice of the Lord speaking. Um, go with me to James, uh, the first chapter and verse 14 through 15. Thanks, Marcelina. I appreciate that. Um, Lydia Lydell said, I'm here. Kim says, I'm here. Shakitha says, I'm here. Thanks, DD, for your stars. Ashiki says, I'm here. Liz, I'm here. Gloria. Okay, good. All right, so we're going to be doing this on tomorrow evening. Uh, now, it, it doesn't matter. It can be five people. I don't I don't care. And the five people are the ones that's going to need it. Um, and we're going to do it also on um, YouTube as well. James, the first chapter, verse 14 and 15. I want to talk to you this morning, if I could, because this is this is imperative. Um, it says here, but every man is tempted. Let me let me go. Let me start at verse 12. It says, blessed is the man that endureth temptation for when he is tried or tested, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Oh God, that's a whole, wow. That hit me right in my belly, y'all. It's a whole prophetic illumination right there. That's just, that's powerful. And I'm, I, I, let me, and I'm going to talk about it. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation for when he is tested, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Let me read that again, please. It says, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. The greatest and the fight of my life, the, the greatest fight of my life was hearing the voice of God. And I expounded on that a little bit on Friday, I believe. Uh, it, is, it, it was the greatest, and I mean the greatest fight of my life. Um, and, and it was such a fight in my life until it, and I'm just being honest, it took me, it took years to convince me that I was hearing from God. It took years, y'all, not a day, not two days. It took years for me. And so the years that it took for me, um, the Holy Spirit of God has allowed me to condense these years and compress these years 
into a simplified formula. And, and because of this, if somebody would have taught me what I needed to know, and it's okay because everybody is not the same and everybody doesn't think like me. And so one of my journeys and one of my uh, areas of ministry that God has given me is to take the drama out of learning who God is. It's to take and to simplify things when it comes down to God. It's to teach with simplicity. It's to teach you and teach myself by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God what others were not or are not able to. In other words, so many people are so caught up on materialistic things and what you can see. But the spirit of the Lord God has allowed me to, and I don't know how he does it, but he has allowed me to tap into the realm of the spirit and teach with simplicity to help people to overcome the hard obstacles that I had to overcome as it pertains to developing and maturing in the things of God. And in doing this, it began to expedite people's understanding and develop them to grow in measures that they've been um, trying to grow in for years. And it's okay. And I learned that the Lord processes me extremely quickly as I submit to his leading, as I submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. And in doing this, I don't know that he's doing it quickly, but by the time it's done, it's done. And he did this with me when I was um, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit of God. When my mother passed away, I was grieving her. I was just grieving my mother. And um, I think it was maybe like two or three weeks she had already passed. And I was grieving my mother. And I had just received the baptism of the Holy Spirit of God. Literally just received the baptism of the Holy Spirit of God. Like I was still smoking and sm I was still smoking. I'm just being honest. I had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit of God and I was still smoking. I'm just being honest. I was, I was, when my mother passed away, I was high, but I had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Y'all going to be all right. And so I was driving down Nostrand Avenue and I made a left turn on Malcolm X. And when I made a left turn on Malcolm X in Brooklyn, New York, I ran into this church called the Church of the Triumph. It was a small church. And it was a Thursday night. And I don't know why things always happen to me on Thursday night. I don't know. I don't know. I just, it is what it is. And it's so prophetic and profound. It's prophetic and profound at the same time. And as I'm speaking, the Holy Ghost has allowed me to put the pieces of my life together. Because when I was about maybe, I don't know, um, 16, 15 or 16 years old, um, there was a woman that was huge on our block. And um, everybody was scared of her and she created fear in everybody. I mean, everybody. Hear me. And no one wanted to fight her. But um, on a Thursday night, I was on my way to get some milk from my mother because I quickly remember the Holy Spirit of God is bringing this back. And I had my my cousin with me. I had my cousin Richard with me. And we were on our way to pick up some milk on a Thursday night because I remember because the Cosby show was on. And here this woman comes up and she begins to torment me because I was skinny. You know, I had legs. I could take one step to China because they were so long. And she began to torment me. And as she began to torment me, um, I then began to be, this rage began to rise up in me and I was small, but this woman was huge, but I beat this woman to a pulp. I had to be about 16, maybe I would have to say between the age of 14 and 17, 
I tore this woman up. I tore her. I beat her so bad until the guys had to just run. The, the, the big teenagers had to just come and run and pull me off of this woman. I beat her so bad until blood was coming from her nose. I drug her from one end to, I don't even know where the strength came from, but I beat that woman to a pulp. I beat her till she was on her knees. I beat her like she was, I beat her like I was in, 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 a, in a wrestling match. I beat that woman. I beat her. <laughs> Can I just be honest? I'm, I'm not over-exaggerating. I beat that woman to a pulp. I beat her so until I got a reputation on my block. Don't mess with her. She's crazy because she beat up the baddest bully. And so this was on a Thursday. Watch this. On a Thursday, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit of God years later at the age of 30. I don't know what it is about 30. But the Lord is bringing this all back to my remembrance. It was on a Thursday that I went to this church called Church of the Triumph. And the Lord is really putting Thursdays together for me because I have Bible studies on Thursdays. And the Holy Spirit of God is even, even as I minister now, he says, I was allowing you to get the victory on a Thursday. You didn't even see it back then, but you you already got the victory over the enemy on a Thursday. That's how come you got filled with the Holy Ghost on a Thursday. And that's how come you started your ministry on a Thursday. But that's another topic. Wow, God, that's profound. You are prophetic can somebody say god is prophetic so on a thursday night me being received i received the baptism of the holy spirit of god i'm driving down north north Jenea avenue fulton street it was fulton street i was driving down i made a left on malcolm x and i ran into this church i ran into the church i was grieving my mother it was the man that was in there he was old he had a gray hair he had a cane and he looked at me and he said i want you to come back to church on sunday I'm looking at this man like, I don't even, okay, no, I don't even, I don't even, I live in Queens, right? And so I lived in Queens, but, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn, but I was, I, of course, I was there grieving my mother because, you know, it is, I, I just moved into Queens, right? And so I was at my mother's apartment, I was grieving her, and so this man says he wants me to come back on, on Sunday to preach, the want me to preach, I'm looking at this man like, man, listen, I just received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And you're telling me you want me to preach on a Sunday? Right. So out of obedience, I said, OK. So what happened was I went home where I lived in Queens and I began to cry. This man want me to preach. I got a dress. I had short hair, y'all, because I was a homosexual. You know, so I had short hair and, you know, I was like, what am I going to wear? And I ain't got no shoes, shoes. And, you know, and in my closet, I had a mini skirt. It was like a black mini dress, right? And so this black mini dress that I had, I said, I'm going to put this on. And I found me some red lipstick. And I, I went and I began to pray. And I said, God, I don't even know what I'm doing, but I heard a voice. And this voice said, um, get a Bible and get a dictionary. I'm going to help you study because the man of God said he wanted me to minister on grace. And as I went back to church on Sunday, smelling like a box of Newports, um, the spirit of the Lord God began to move through me, but it was very quick. And I was like, wait a minute. And I've been preaching ever since y'all. And that was like, that was 23 years ago. And I've been preaching ever since that Thursday, I got called and answered the call of ministry on my life. I was preaching ever since every time I went into a church, somebody, the pastor was always asking me to preach. And it was just, it was just, I, I don't know. It was very quick, but I always submitted. And in this quick process that God had done in my life, regardless of what I felt, I always struggled. Listen to me. I heard the voice of God, 
but I was struggling hearing the voice of God and it didn't even make any sense to me. I heard the voice of God, but I was struggling hearing the voice of God. And so in, in this, the spirit of the Lord God began to minister to me and he began to teach me some things. And so we have three voices. Which one are you hearing? We have three voices. Which one are you hearing? You have the voice of God. You have the voice of the enemy. And then you have your voice. Because I want to give you something to think about before we get back here tomorrow night, right? So these three voices that we hear, we have to learn how to decipher which one we are hearing because what happened was if you are anything like me, you want to obey God. If you're not like me, this live broadcast is not for you. In fact, Key Powerments is not for you. <laughs> Wait a minute. In fact, Jesus is not for you. In fact, the kingdom of God is not for you. In fact, heaven is not your home. And so... If you're anything like me, you desire to do the will of God because you made so many mistakes in your life that you don't want to make any more mistakes and you know that God is perfect and he's good. And if you're anything like me, you have struggled to hear the voice of the Lord. You Is there anybody else here? Who, who, who gone through this but me? So then we got three voices. We have these three voices and now we have to discern which one is God and which one is not. Because can I tell you something? When we don't know who we're hearing, we will fear. Fear and doubt will stir up in us. And when fear and doubt begins to stir up in us, it will immobilize us and it will bound our feet. It will bind our feet where we're supposed to be walking. The it, fear and doubt will keep us immobilized in the realm of the spirit. And when fear and doubt begins to manifest, a whole nother realm opens up in our life and we don't even know that it is opened up in our life. And so we have three voices that we are listening to. So if we take it to the beginning of the book of the Bible, when God said, let us make man, let us make it in man in our image and in our likeness. You have to understand that God spoke to the spirit of man first before the flesh began to work and operate. So the spirit of God, because God is a spirit and he talks to our spirit. If God is a spirit, then he talks to our spirit, the Bible says, right? So what happens is, is God then begin to speak to the spirit of man first. He gave man commandments and he blessed the spirit of man first because he said he said watch what he said in the beginning of the book and I want you to go back and I want you to read it he blessed them and he said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth so the first thing we have to realize is that we were blessed before we got in this flesh so we're trying to be blessed and we already are blessed and until we until we until we embrace this place of blessing before our flesh, then we can't tap into the realm of blessedness. And so when we then get the realization and the reality check that we were spoken to before we were in this flesh, it begins to shift us from a natural realm into a spirit realm. Because then what happens is, is we have to begin to possess the blessedness in the realm of the spirit. And this is why we have to learn how to discern. We have to shift our spirit and we have to ensure
assure ourselves that we have been insured by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so what happens is, is that now, Candace, we have to shift our territories. We have to, and we have to embrace the blessedness of the realm that we cannot touch, but know that we're in. And, and this is because what has happened is until we recognize the realm of the spirit, then we will always be struggling with who we were hearing before we got in the flesh. We will always be struggling because there's no good thing in the flesh. See, the flesh contaminated the hearing that we heard before the flesh was formed and, and created. And so what happens is because there's no good thing in the flesh, then the flesh contaminated who we heard before we, we, we got in this flesh. And so we have to begin to shift our spirit. I know this is deep. This is, I know, I know this is deep for a Monday morning, but I told you before I'm not speaking to your flesh any longer because what you speak to magnifies, period, in the discussion. Whatever you speak to the most is going to grow the most. And I'm tired of houses, cars, and land. I'm tired. They're going to send us to hell. Houses, cars, land, and prophecies are going to send us to hell. Because now people put prophecies over the reality of the realm of the spirit. And this is why Jesus said, set your affection on things above and not things beneath. But we have set our affections on things beneath instead of things above. I'm not talking to anybody's flesh in 2024. That's it. That's it. If you can't get it, then shift your spirit. Somebody says something to me that was powerful. And I'm going to get back to what I, what I meant when I, when I, we're going to get back to Genesis. Somebody said something to me that was extremely powerful. They said, you know, apostle, they said, when I first started following you, and this is a person, a, ten, a person that I could see, this is not somebody on key promise. This is somebody I can actually see. They said, when we first started following you, we couldn't understand what you were saying. We, it was certain things you would say, certain things you, now, now this troubled my spirit because now you believe in God. You believe in God. You've been in the church all these years, but you're struggling hearing and understanding what I'm saying concerning the realm of the spirit. This Trump, this, this, this thing, it encouraged me, but may, it troubled my spirit at the same time. And they said to me, you know, I've been in church all my life. And I've not heard some of the things and I've not gotten an understanding of the word of God. And I have not shifted in my life until I came to this ministry. So I'm listening to them and I'm saying, okay. And they're saying some of the things which you were saying, I couldn't understand in the beginning. I just couldn't understand it. And they said, but as I continue to follow you, something in me begin to click and things begin to click and it begin to change my life. And I was encouraged but troubled at the same time because here we are serving the Lord, serving Jesus Christ and, and, and covered under his blood. But yet we are ignorant concerning the things of the spirit because we have set our affections on things beneath rather than things above. And we are losing our wisdom of the Holy Spirit of God and are not embracing who we really are because now somebody then prophesied a car, a house and a lamb and have spoken to our our pain instead of trying to restore our pain. And so I'm not speaking to flesh in 2024. I'm, I'm not doing it. 
That's not how God raised me in the realm of the spirit. And because he has not raised me in the realm of the spirit that way, speaking things of the spirit, it keeps me in the spirit. So therefore, if you follow me, then I'm going to be speaking to your spirit. And if you don't like it, there's a hundred and thousand and probably a million podcasts, broadcasts and live broadcasts that you can go to that will speak directly to your flesh. And when you feel like you need to pick me up in your spirit, you can come back to keep so this is what we're this is the direction we're going in in 2024 so you might as well buckle up and get ready because we're going to be diving into a whole lot of stuff and so now what happens is the flesh then contaminated the pure sound of god when he began to speak to the realm of the spirit because we have to understand what we cannot see is eternal and what we can see is eternal so here we are the spirit of the lord god begins to speak to our spirit man he then began to create from the dust of the earth this is so profound if god in heaven today he began to create from the dust of the earth when he began to create from the dust of the earth he breathed his breath into us and we became a living soul all souls belong to the Lord. When we became a living soul, this is what houses our will, emotions, and everything else. So now watch this. We had the perfect sound of God that was given to us before the creation of flesh and the formation of flesh because he created and then he formed two different revelations right there. So now we have the spirit realm who received the perfect sound of God before the flesh came into manifestation. So now we have something that is manifested. So we go over into Genesis, the sixth chapter and the fifth verse. Listen to me. So we go to Genesis, the sixth chapter and the fifth verse. Genesis, the sixth chapter and the fifth verse begins to deal with, with what God said. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was evil continuously. This is the first place where God begins. Watch what I'm getting ready to say. And I need you to hear me by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. This is the first place where God begins to separate the thoughts of man and the imaginations of man, the imagination, the consciousness of man. Because remember, we spoke about the conscious is your the conscious, that little Jiminy the cricket. And so your conscious man. And when you take on the mind of God, the mind of God replaces your conscious thoughts. Listen to me by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. Everybody are not ready. They're not ready for this type of teaching. And it's OK. But just because you're not ready for it, don't mean I'm not going to teach it. And so here it is. The spirit of the God begins to say this. This is what God says after everything that has been going on. Listen to what God says in chapter six of Genesis, the very beginning and, and read it from the first beginning. It says, and it came to pass when men begin to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them. This is when they begin to, when, 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 when the angels laid with the women of God, because the women of God in the earth, because they saw that they were beautiful and they made giants in the land. Watch this now. And the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives that they had chosen. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. <laughs> and so what has happened is, is that we take this God's spirit doesn't always dwell with man when it comes down to the anointing lifting. We take that out of context. But that's another topic within itself. It says here that the Lord said this, my spirit will not always strive with man for that he also is flesh. 
right? So here the Lord says, I see that my spirit does not always dwell with man because man is also flesh and there is no good thing in the flesh and the flesh has contaminated the perfect sound of God before the flesh was formed and created. And he says, yet his days will be 120 years. He shortened the lifespan and the days of man. Because if you really read, man lived a long time. That's another topic. It says, there were giants in the earth and in those days, and as far as that, and the sons of God came into the son, into the daughters of men, and they bare children with them, and the same became mighty men of old when they were renowned. And God said, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil continuously. Then we go over to 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter and the 5th verse. I'm teaching like it's a wisdom Wednesday, but I got to do this. Then we go over to 2 Corinthians, the 10th verse, the 10th chapter and the 5th verse. Let's go there right quick. Watch this now. Then we go there and we go to the 10th chapter and the 5th verse. And it says this, watch this. It says what we are to do. Verse 3, let's start at verse 3 because there's a semicolon after and, a, and, a, and parentheses after verse 3 going down and there's a semicolon. And so it says in verse 3, for though we walk in the flesh, and this is what was happening in Genesis, the fifth, the sixth chapter and the fifth verse. It says, for we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Why do we not war after the flesh? Because in the beginning, God spoke to our spirit man. We do not war after the flesh, not in the flesh. That's the Lord Jesus. We do not war in the flesh. We do not war after the flesh. That's totally different. The words in and after are totally different. Watch this. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Watch this. Where are the strongholds? Semicolon. It's semicolon, parentheses, semicolons. Verse five, casting down imaginations. So the strongholds are found in our imaginations. Watch this. What are our imaginations? Our imaginations are our reasoning, our conscious mind, which should be replaced with the mind of God. This is some good teaching this morning. And then it says, and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Watch this. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Semicolon. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So if your obedience isn't fulfilled by following and hearing the voice of God, then you don't have any legal grounds to then uh, revenge disobedience. You, you can't do it. So you can't reprove anyone and you can't correct anyone if you're operating in disobedience because now you can't discern the voice of God, which casts down any strongholds in your spirit. Watch this. So now what happens is, is the voice that the enemy appeals to and where he is strengthened is, is found in James, the first chapter, verses 14 and 15. It's in your imagine. It's your will, right? It's your, it's your will. This is what appeals to the enemy. What appeals to the enemy and what attracts him and what draws him to you is your will. Listen to me. So now what happens is, is that the enemy is the tempter. So some of the things that we do in our life, we're blaming the enemy and it's not the enemy, it's us. 
right? And so when we learn how to identify what's the voice of God, what's our voice and what's the voice of the enemy, then watch this now. Our voice will not agree with what the enemy is tempting us to do. The enemy don't need to be around us in order for us to have desires to do certain things. Listen to me. He tempts what's already in us. He's attracted to what's in us. He's attracted to our desires. Okay. Let's go. This is the voice where the, see the enemy is attracted to the desires because remember now we heard the perfect sound of God prior to him creating flesh from the dust of the earth, the perfect sound of God. It wasn't until God breathed into us and we developed a will from the flesh, from our flesh in our spirit and the breath of God coming together. It wasn't until then that we had the ability to think. It, it wasn't, it wasn't until then until we had the ability to think. We didn't have the ability to think before we were formed from the and created from the dust of the earth. Before our soul became into existence, we did not have the mind to think because God gave us a commandment and he gave us a commandment prior to us getting into the flesh. He breathed breath into us. And when he breathed breath into us, he breathed into us the ability to think like him. Oh, God. He, 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 he breathed into us the ability to make decisions like him. Because before he breathed into us, we didn't have the ability to think. We didn't have the ability to make a decision because he spoke and gave commandments to our spirit. And so what happens is when he breathed into us, it ignited an ability to think and make decisions. Okay. Do y'all get this? Okay, watch this. Let's go to James. I, oh, this is how come I got to come back on on. On, 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 on tomorrow night. Let's go to James 1, 14 and 15 again. Because I want you to get this by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. Let's go to James. This Y'all going to be thinking all day today. And, and please read the scripture. Let's go to James. James. Let's go to James. 1, 14 and 15 again. And let's see what it says. Right? Verse 14 and 15. Watch what it says here. Oh, let's let's read. Let's read verse 12. Blessed is the man that endured temptation. Watch this. The enemy, the enemy's voice sounds like what tempts out of you what's already in you. Listen to me. Because we were born in the world of sin and iniquity. So our in our flesh is no good thing. But God is good. Lord, have mercy on my soul today. So because in our flesh is no good thing. Listen to me. Every negative thought is not an evil thought. Okay, I'm going to let that sit. I'm going to let that sit. Uh, every negative thought is not an evil thought. 
until you define it as evil because your voice itself is evil. Your, I mean, your, your voice, your voice itself is negative. Your voice itself. And so every negative thought is not an evil thought until you define it as evil. And so when you begin to understand and hear your own sound versus the sound of the enemy, watch this, because God wants to agree with what you decide according to his will. But also the enemy wants to do that. And so you have a decision to make in your life. This is how come the Bible says, Joshua said, choose you this day who you're going to serve. This is why the Bible says hell enlarged herself daily because God never intended for anybody to reside or go to hell. That's a whole nother teaching within itself. But we decide whether or not we want to go to heaven or hell. We decide this. God doesn't decide this for us. We decide by what we do in our life and how we submit to the Lord. And so we have to make a conscious decision to serve the Lord wholeheartedly. This is why the Bible says that this is this man came to God and he says, Lord, have I not cast out demons in your name? Have I not prophesied in your name? Have I not done all these things in, in your name? And the Lord said, you have, but depart from me, you worker of iniquity, because I never knew you. You made a decision to operate in your gift, but you didn't make a decision to submit to me. So you listening and understanding the voice of God versus your voice versus the enemy's voice is going to help you come in agreement with the voice. This is why I have to come back on tomorrow night between eight and nine. Watch what the Bible said in verse 12 and James, the first chapter. It says, blessed, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Why is it blessed is the man that endureth temptation? The reason why it is blessed is the man that endureth temptation because you are tapping into who you were before you got into the flesh. Listen to me. When you endure temptation, you are tapping into who you were before you got into the flesh. Because watch this. He blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Anytime you operate in a place of blessedness, you are tapping into who you were before you got in your flesh. Listen to me. Because the, the spirit of man, the spirit before you got into the flesh was not contaminated with the enemy because it heard the perfect sound of God. Listen to me by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. God then begins to create. He's so strategic. God, he's serious. Oh, he's something else. We'll say that, Lord. We'll say that. So it says, blessed is the man that endured temptation. For when he is tried, tested, when he's tried, he shall receive the crown of life. Listen to this, because this is going to, don't crawl under your desk, Tarika, Regina. Hold up now. Listen to this. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. Blessed is the man that endured temptation for when he is tested, tried, he shall receive the crown of life. Watch this, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. So the promises of God are coming when you endure the temptation. Listen to me. 
And listen to me. I need you to hear me by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. Hear me by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. Blessed is the man that endured temptation for when he is tested, tried, tested, tried through temptation, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. This is going to be so profound when I say this. Listen to me. There is a crown of life that is reserved for you. The crown is yours because the cut the, the the tense that is used here in scripture is past tense you're moving towards past tense based upon your ability to endure the temptation which you have the ability to do when you hear the right voice listen to me set aside for you is a choice you have to make to receive what has been reserved for you Look, because the tense that's spoken here is the past tense. So your obedience is moving you towards what already is reserved for you, your obedience. But we want to make sure that we are obeying and hearing the right voice because I'm trying to build something here in your spirit. So you obeying God is moving you towards what's already reserved and preserved for you. Let's read it again. Blessed is the man that endured temptation for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. That sounds like a past present tense to me, but that's another topic within itself because that word love is not loved. It's love. That's another topic and another teaching. It says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But watch now, verse 14 is is pivotal to your hearing and, and refining. We are refining your hearing today. It says, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. So the enemy comes in to tempt you based upon your own desires. This is where the voice of the enemy becomes loud in your spirit. The voice of the enemy sounds like temptation. The voice of the enemy doesn't sound like, I can't do this. That's not the voice of the enemy. Uh Uh-uh. That's a desire to say, I can't. He then tempts the desire that you spoke. Listen to me. So your voice will say, I can't do that. Your voice will say, your voice will say, I can't do that. And then you'll say, the devil is a liar. And the devil saying, that's not me. That's you. (laughs) What? Because the enemy only tempts your desires. He only tempts anything that causes you that that's a that's a lust in your spirit. It's like the woman, right? The woman in the Garden of Eden, she already desired to know. She desired to know without the help of the enemy. The enemy came and spoke to her desire. And when he began to speak to her desire, which was her flesh, her imagination, her desires, her will, <coughs> when he began to speak to what she desired, he tempted out of her what she desired. Let's okay. Let's 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 okay. L- let me let me let me bring it up to up to date. 
Let me bring it in relationship wise. Let me bring it into relationship wise. So now God says, and I'm using something simple because I have to use something simple because if I don't use something simple, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. So the enemy comes only to tempt you to go against the will of God. He doesn't come to tempt you to do nothing else except go against the will of God for your life. He does not tempt you to buy a new pair of shoes. That's you. He does not tempt you. He doesn't tempt you. That's you. He only comes to tempt you to go against the will of God and to sin. He only tempts you. He only tempts you to follow him, which is sin. So he only tempts you to sin. He does not tempt you to buy a new pair of shoes. That's you. He does not tempt you. He does not tempt you to go. He only tempts you to sin. Okay. And so now let me, let me, let me. Let me, let me bring it to another, let me bring it to another, let me bring it simple. Let me simplify it just a little bit more. All right. So here you are, you have a desire to be in a relationship. You have a desire to be in relationship. And I know some of y'all going to get mad, but I'm going to use this as an example, right? Not to condemn you and not what, but, but I need to use this as an example because it's a prevalent example and it's very, it's very real. So what happens is you have a desire to be in a relationship. You have a desire to be in a relationship. You, right? So now what happens is you have a desire to be in a relationship. You begin to express your desire to be in a relationship by your actions, by your deeds, by your words. You begin to desire. That's not the enemy. That's a desire of your flesh. That is a desire to be in a relationship. So what happens is the enemy sees your desire. He hears your desire. He sees your desire. That's not the enemy. The enemy sees your desire. He hears your desire. And then what he does is he says, watch this. I know the Bible says you and God says you should not fornicate. So now what happens is you're not married. Y'all going to be all right. You're not married. And so what happens is because you're not married, fornication is a sin. So what happens is you then, the enemy says, how can I get them to sin? Because temptation only comes to cause you to sin. It does not cause to come to cause you to buy a new pair of shoes. That's you. So temptation is only comes to tempt you to sin. So he says they are expressing a desire to be in a relationship. And what I need to do is I need to tempt the desire to manifest because I know that once I tempt the desire to manifest, then the flesh is going to be magnified and they're going to be tempted to fornicate. And I know God don't want them to fornicate because he told them not to fornicate. And when sex outside of marriage is, is not the will of God. And so now what happens is, is I need to get them to go against what I know goes against God. So now the tempter begins to manifest. When you know who the enemy is, you will know his voice. Watch this. Another way the enemy comes in and this is his voice. Watch this. He is an accuser. So what happens is, and you're going to be all right. You will see somebody you don't like you. 
not the enemy, but you, because there's no good thing in the flesh. You then will see somebody you don't like, or you'll see somebody and a natural reaction of, of I don't like them will come into your spirit. Not jealousy, but I just don't like them. I don't like them, but because jealousy hasn't formed yet. So, so now what happens is, is you just don't like them. See, there's a difference between I don't like you versus jealousy versus. So now what happens is jealousy has to be provoked out of you. It's got to be tempted out of you. So you'll see someone, you won't like them. And now the enemy sees you won't like them. So now here comes the accused of the brethren. So now what happens is he begins to accuse based upon your desire. So now his nature begins to manifest. His sound begins to manifest. And so what happens is you hear stuff like, look at her. She thinks she all that. So what do you mean she thinks she's all that? What are you accusing her of? Look at her. She. So now what happens is he's appealing to your desire because now you don't like somebody. Am I, am I making sense here? So now what happens is you have to learn how to discern what voice you are listening to. And you have to learn how to identify the presence of the enemy who's tempting your desires in you to manifest, to become a sinful nature or sinful habit. I, I got to come back tomorrow night. I have to. I have to, I have to come back tomorrow night because there's so much that the Lord desires for me to, to, to break because we got to go into 2024 different. We, we can't, we, we got We can't, we can't keep going through this. We, we can't, we can't. There are too many people that are leaving the earth that are not fulfilling the will of God for their life. And, 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 and it's just, it's, it's, it's just the greatest fight of my life was discerning the voice of God versus my voice versus the voice of the enemy and 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 the holy ghost is is trying and he's 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 desiring you all to to get this thing right because there's another place where you have to understand that the enemy will speak through a concern and and it's just it's just it's just it's just incredible right so so any voice that tempts you is the enemy. Listen to me. Any voice, we're gonna deal with his, we're dealing with his voice right now. Any voice that tempts you to sin is the enemy. Not 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 to eat a piece of cake. Watch this. You'll eat a piece of cake, but then the enemy will tempt you to operate in gluttony. Lord Jesus, help me. So what happens is we know that gluttony is not of God. Anything that goes against God is the enemy. Anything that desires to, anything that, because what happens is you'll have a desire to eat a piece of cake. You'll eat the piece of cake. The enemy will come in to tempt the appetite that you have already desired. So you'll eat more than what you want to eat because now you're listening to the tempter that wants to cause you to operate in gluttony. This is why you got to understand the realm of the spirit. <laughs> oh, we going we going hard in 2024. Y'all going to be all right. <clears throat> we going real hard in 2024. And so you got to you got to you got to understand the blessedness and the place of power that God has given you. You have three voices. Which one are you hearing? Oh, you going to learn. You going to learn which voice you hearing. Today we dealt with the subtle sound of the enemy, which we can go into a whole series and teaching on him. Period. We, 
from these three voices, we can go into a whole series. I had to, I'm telling y'all, I had to learn how to discern the voice of God versus my voice versus the voice of the enemy. Because the Lord said something to me that was so profound <coughs> when he was teaching me something. He said to me years ago, he said, Kenya, I said, sir, he said, that wasn't the enemy, that was you. I said, excuse me? He said, can I tell you something? I said, yes, sir. He said, the enemy will take the credit you give him if it will stop you from doing my will. What? He'll gladly take the credit. He will let you blame him. And he will glorify and gloat in you giving him the credit over something God gave you the ability to do and control. And, and so he, it won't be his fault. It'll be your fault. And so the Lord spoke to me. It was clear as a bell. It was clear as a bell. And when he said it to me, it blew my mind because I said, wait a minute now, what you say? He said, the enemy will gladly take the credit that you give him, even though it wasn't him. And, and years ago, my aunt says something, the aunt, my aunt says something, she's, she's gone on with the Lord. She said, the Lord gave her a dream one day and she said, no, she's, it was a dream or something. She said, she said, and the enemy was sitting out, he was sitting on the, on the steps of the church and he was crying. And she said, she said, why are you crying? And she said, the enemy said, they keep blaming me for stuff that I didn't do. They keep blaming me for stuff that I didn't do. Right. And when she told me that, I was like, what? And then the Holy Spirit of God said, yeah, Kenya. He said, the enemy will also take credit for what you didn't give him for what wasn't his fault. If it'll stop you from submitting to me and doing what I want you to do. He will gladly take the credit. He'll gladly take the credit. And you'll give him the credit and it wasn't him and it was you. And it blew my mind. And I said, God, Teach me how, watch this, to crucify the members of my flesh. Because the more I crucify the members of my flesh, the more quieter my flesh sounds. <laughs> I don't need my flesh saying nothing. Shut up. I need to crucify the voice of my flesh. Hashtag 21, hashtag 21, consistency in any area, develop strength. I got to do it. I got to come back on tomorrow night. I got to do it because we only dealt with one voice. We did. We dealt with one, one voice. On tomorrow night, we're going to deal with something else, another voice. I'm coming on between eight and nine. I'm telling you, and I will have scripture to back up everything I say as I have always done and always will continue to do because we cannot, we have to learn how to discern because fear and doubt will creep in and immobilize us from moving in the will of God. And it will begin to talk to us. Fear has a sound. Fear has a voice. Doubt has a voice. <sighs> anything that causes you to sin is the enemy. Anything. In, in anything, anything. What voice, What? Where, where is the voice appealing to? The voice of the enemy appeals to your will. Listen to me. The voice of the enemy will always appeal to your desires. Always. It will not appeal. The voice of the enemy will always appeal to your desires. And the voice of the enemy will magnify your desires, your ungodly desires to sin. Remember, the voice of the enemy is always compelling and persuading you to sin, not to buy a new pair of shoes. 
hashtag 21 hashtag 21 consistency in any area develop strength we are consistent in learning the voice of the lord god and what it is that he is doing happy birthday to you nicole and anyone else who's celebrating a birthday listen you're sowing your seed today <laughs> oh god you're sowing your seed today and you're sowing your seed today whatever amount the lord gives you i want you to sow that because i want you to name your seed because you know your seed uh, you know your need right and so we're sowing our seed today and we sow 21 but if the holy spirit of god leads you to sow more than that then you do that listen so i know christmas is coming up but this is something that you cannot get i'm telling you you're gonna have to pay um, for a master class for this and i'm teaching you the basics this is the basics i'm not even going deep <laughs> for real y'all I'm not even peeling it down to the to the to the I'm not even peeling it down to the to the absolute root. I'm 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 literally teaching surface and basis basic level here. Because if I really peel this thing back, y'all going to be sitting with pencil and paper with your bible, your dictionary, your concordance. You're going to be sitting and you're going to be like, "Whoa, your mind is going to be blown." So what I'm teaching here is really something that you would get in a class. It's not something that you just come on and you get, but the profoundness and the depth of it opens up your eyes of understanding to understand it a different measure. And if this is just the basics, imagine what would happen if you actually paid to sit in the classroom to be taught the, in the realm of the spirit, the things that God has released on this live audio broadcast. It would blow your absolute mind. So we're sowing today. We're sowing today. We are sowing today and we're saying, God, I thank you for opening up my eyes and of understanding. God, I thank you for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit of God speaking today, giving me the simplistic word of God. And the Bible says that God would take the foolish things to confound the wise. And so now I thank you, God, for hearing and discerning. So what you're going to name your seed, and if you desire to name your seed today, you're going to desire to name your seed discernment. And so this is what I'm naming mine. But you name yours whatever you want to name it. But if you desire to name your seed, or if you don't know what to name it, you know you can name it discernment. Because now the Spirit of God is going to teach you how to discern between the three voices, and you are going to impact 2024 and your life. And you're going to be set up to succeed. Listen, I love you guys and there's nothing you can do about it. And until uh, when the Lord says so on tomorrow evening, uh, we'll see you there. But let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We glorify you. Thank you for every seed that have coming forth today. Thank you for every listener. Thank you for every one father who has a spirit to learn. Thank you for the rabbi, the teacher standing up in me. <clears throat> Holy Spirit of God, thank you for speaking and using this simplistic word of God to begin to elevate the hearing and sound of your voice and, and your people for your glory. We say thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for a divine exposure. <clears throat> thank you for divine impartation. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God, for moving <clears throat> and thank you for illuminating our understanding of you. Thank you for teaching us what we need to know so that we can grow, so we can go further than where we are. We say thank you. Bless every seed sower. For you, God, give seed to the sower. And so thank you for blessing them. Now bless them indeed and enlarge their territory for their sacrifice that they have done today. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll see you tomorrow evening, the Lord's will. Set your notification between eight and nine. We're coming right back here. God bless you.